Reagan also got us a ton of intel. Yeah, more Alexia info. No, even more than just that. Did I miss something other than her sicking the hound on someone? Yeah, Charlie. Asphodel Meadows, Neoterra, Kore, Aristicathonia. It's a Persephone Hades cult. Goddamn, I did miss that. That's why I'm here. I'm not loving where this ties into the hound, though. Me too. Does it tie in, or is it coincidence? What was that thing that Rowan says? Don't know, haven't met her. Yet. <laughs> okay. River's second file, more interviews. Yeah, a few, but the majority of this isn't... Tactical drawings? Huh, interesting. You're listening to The Redacted Reports, a Delta Green podcast. River, you were able to speak to a few other people that were abducted, um, some of them over the phone. You attempted to get in touch with uh, Dr. Suzette Alanis, but unfortunately she was unavailable and hasn't called you back. You got to speak to Kelly Heritage over the phone, and she provided you with some information that mirrored what everyone else has said. And the one named Fonzie did not want to speak with you over the phone, and as a matter of fact said that she didn't want to speak to anyone in the government ever again. They seemed a little bit weary of the government. Making it back home, though, you do see that there are two low-frequency lasers on your desk. Also some notes about physics and quantum physics. You remember enough from that quantum physics book that you had that is stored in the green box for you to cross-reference on different concepts of dimensions, at least of different light dimensions and varying timelines and points, like extra dimensions. I know it sounds weird, but you've seen it in action. You're able to get some research and some ideas on how to get the laser to refract and reflect a certain way to amplify its strength or to modulate it. Are you going to put out any requests to anybody about that or anybody that you know or just work on it with Katie? Um, I, I think I would reach out to Rowan's office mate, Sam. He and Albert are the only ranch members that I still am able to contact, and I know he has that big inf information dump I, I got. So he's, he's probably my best source for esoteric information at this point. Uh, that's who I would start with. E. Wallach replies back to you. Looks like the ranch is starting to come back together slowly but surely. Well, keep me up to date on that. Will do. What do you need to know about lasers? What are we looking at? Is it about the Hound? It is about the Hound. Really, I'm trying to understand why it's called the Hound of Angles, and if we can use that to contain it somehow. I'm going to be sending you a few links with info. I don't know much on it myself, but this might help and a few, a few links to some documents pop up below. 
that you're able to download and peruse. Go ahead and give me an occult roll. Ah, haven't done one of those for a while. Oh, 44 out of 38. Ooh. Give me a sanity roll. Oh, thank you ever so much. Uh, 73 out of 57. Roll 1d4 for me. Oh, but I've been doing so well lately. Yeah, that's a four. Ouch. Do you want to push it off or are you just going to eat it? I want to push it off. I'm trying to decide who. Okay. Um, I'm going to push it on to Rowan. Okay. And that's another four. Okay. All right. You start to fall down the rabbit hole about the Hound of Angles and why is it called the Hound of Angles? You learn that the reason why it is called the Hound of Angles is apparently it can travel through any physical sharp angle that can be seen. The corner of a room, the lip of a table, even the hinge of a pair of eyeglasses. It lives in an area beyond normal sight and only visible through refracted reflections. So a reflection of a reflection. You're also able to ascertain that due to its exposure to those angles, it has a what you would consider a uh, intolerance to curves and spheres and circular services. Apparently, the consistency of the swarms of its own creation become disrupted, begins to lose coherency. Apparently, a philosopher named Andrelonius from the third century, Greek or Turkish in that area, possibly Anatolian, wrote a treatise on meditating on a perfect sphere and communicating and controlling the Hound of Angles. Quotians ergo forma aliquius corporis perdineus aliquas ad speculum veneret. On dispatching the Hound of Angles with this sphere. Si Linnea ille eustum sunt situs cum Linneus pyramides a puncto sumto ad speculum intellecte. But only because the light of the temple stained glass windows provided his inspiration. Schemus ex hius quod in hoc speculo que libet imago apparet in diametra spera, aut intra, aut extra, aut in superficie. You look up the church that is mentioned in the writing and find that there are pieces of crystal held within the stained glass windows. And there is a large spherical water fountain in the church that has constantly pouring holy water. That's a pretty fancy water feature there. Okay. Um, you said he meditated on a perfect sphere. Was he reflecting off that sphere or refracting through it? Refracting. At omnis diameter 
in quo appareat in mago aliqua in superficie spera aut extra dimissior es puncto spera quem tangit linea contingens a centro visus ducta. Id est ultimo puncto potiones apparentis. Scimus quod quelibet linea reflexiones secat speram in duobus punctus, in punctu reflexiones et in alia. We need a crystal ball. Where are you going to get a crystal ball? Internet. Dad. Dad. Yeah, uh, what's up? Um, are you going to come in for dinner? What time is it? Seven. Um, Mom called out to you earlier, but you didn't get anything. And so I came in and you didn't respond to the intercom. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm com for coming for dinner right now. You look outside and it's dark. You started this work at around 9 a.m. Did you get lost again, Dad? A little bit. Yeah, you, if, 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 if I don't respond, you can absolutely come in and, and uh, try to snap me out of it. Okay. Are you okay? Well, I'm, I'm talking to you right now, so, so yeah, I think I am. Okay. You feel the pull back to the computer screen and you sit back down kind of involuntarily and start to order crystal balls. Dad. What? It's 8.30. You haven't come back in yet. Uh, no, it's not. I just... You just said it was 7. An hour and a half ago. All right. Uh, um, I'm coming. I'm coming. She walks over, takes your hand. Ooh, crystal balls. Neat. How many did you order? How many did I order? 12. All with different densities and light reflecting properties. Yeah, yeah, that might be enough. Can you can you 3D print glass or crystal? Um, we can do like we can 3D print like a, a mold for resin and then pour the resin, but it's not the same. I mean, glass is a liquid, right? Y yeah, sort of. Yeah, I th I think somebody called it a sockwood once, like a solid liquid. Oh, can we get into glass blowing, Dad? Yes. Jen is at the table. Redacted. Your dinner's gone cold. I'm sorry. It's okay. Are you okay? Everything okay? I... At this current time, everything is okay. Okay. All right. Um, just toss it in the microwave. We're going to finish up on some things. Young lady, you need to make sure you finish your homework and get to bed. Okay, Mom. Homework's already done, Dad. Good for you. Um, make sure I get to bed. You have trouble sleeping because all you can think of are the concepts and the ideas of tuning, you know, a multi, you know, multi-line narrowband laser. You know, you're, you're figuring thoughts of like nanometers in your head. You close your eyes and you have effectively like line drawings and calculations. And when you open your eyes, they're still there. And you think that the frequency of the crystal that's around the light on your ceiling fan might be a little bit too sharp, 
but the cut of it will allow for multiple angles and multiple reflections. And with the narrowband laser, you possibly can increase its effectiveness multifold. You don't get much sleep that night. The idea and the thoughts and concepts just cycle through. Your alarm goes off. Jen gets up, looks over at you, gives you a kiss. Good morning. Uh, morning. Doing okay? Good sleep? Not great. Oh. Well, I'm going to go make sure that Katie's got some breakfast and then going to head out. Are you going in the office today? Um, what day is it? Thursday. Uh, yeah, I should go in the office. By 10 a.m. at the office, you've got a bunch of Amazon packages that have arrived. And apparently you're going to have more showing up sooner than later. The equipment that shows up over the next few days seems to take all of your attention. Luckily, you've not missed dinner with the family. You ran a little bit late because you were working on something. But you think that you've been able to come up with an idea through trial and error of placing mirrors in some concentric circles with some angles that allows it, the laser to bounce off of each, gaining strength with each reflection and refraction until it gets to the middle where you have a series of crystal spheres. It gets so hot in the middle that using your digital thermometer, it reads over a thousand degrees. Well, this is definitely something. Just gotta figure out how to test it I, now. Uh, is this something I can make portable? You would have to set it up. Yeah. It's not something that you could fit into a bag. This is room-sized. The proper diameter for you, you found, is 12 feet. All right, well, I'm going to uh, diagram it out and, and measure everything and, and try to collect as much detail so I can uh, set this up again without too much trouble. You set it up into components, and during that time, Katie 3D prints some stands for the mirrors and some connectors and gets to work with helping you get this set up so it can be set up fairly quickly. It will take you about an hour. Well, now we just have to find that hound. Seeing the tripwire an inch away from my foot, I just freeze for a second. That deer-in-the-headlights kind of way. Before carefully looking over at the other foot, and making sure there's anything near that, and then using a, that foothold to push back in a way to give myself a little bit more room. And as soon as my foot is a sufficient distance away from the claymore pointed at my crotch, start scrambling backwards as quickly as I can. You get to your feet, and it feels like your vision is shaking. And you realize that it's not just your vision, it's you that is shaking. You're at the base of this little bit of a hill, and ahead of you, 
it goes deeper into the forest and you see flashlights up on the hill behind you. Which direction do you go? I'm going to stay down off of the hill and start trying to like work my way around looking like my eyes glued to the ground looking for any more glints of moonlight off of trip wires or anything like that looking for any more of those green plastic boxes and picking my way around because if I can keep the hill between me and them and then get to the road I can get out of here a lot faster. Also though claymores that makes me think marine which means I'm probably right where I kind of wanted to be and really don't want to be right now. You see two more claymores set up with pretty ingenious tripwire setups. You nearly trip one as you're walking by, but being on high alert protects you. Go ahead and give me an alertness roll. Ooh, ought four out of 56. You almost step into a pit trap that's covered by a burlap sack. When you move your foot over it, it looks as though it drops down about three feet and there are spikes and there's just this smell of shit coming from the pit. It looks as though that the pit is right next to one of the claymores, as if someone would trip and fall into it and then the claymore would go off. Yeah. Carefully work my way around all of that. You make your way around that You come to a clearing and you see that there is a small garden kind of set up that's fairly freshly dug and a cabin just beyond and Weber's SUV. Carefully, like edging around the outside of the clearing, just looking for the driveway essentially and where that connects down to the logging road. You do find that without a problem. As you step a little bit closer, A bright blue light from on top of the cabin illuminates 360 degrees, nearly blinding you. Fuck. It's very bright. I see you, you fucking little fucking brain bug. Oh, I can't wait. Uh, Now it's my turn to hunt you down. Run, Agent Hudson. Run. Son of a bitch. Once again, roads too open, roads too exposed. Try to backtrack enough to like get away and get around, hoping that I remember where all of the claymores and pit traps are, because I can't fucking see. Give me an intelligence check. See if you remember. My favorite stat. 69 out of 70. Oh, nice. Nice. God damn it. You bolt and you're trying to remember just where where everything was at. With your vision severely impaired, you're basically just working off of shadows of trees and trying to count and remember trees that you've gone through. Behind you, there is a loud explosion just a little bit too close to you. As a mine goes off and you feel dirt and debris get tossed onto your shoulder, and maybe even a pinch onto your left arm. Reach down just quickly to make sure that I'm not bleeding out or anything. You're not bleeding out, but yeah, you're definitely been scratched up a bit. That's fine, but just keep running. You get to a point and you hide behind a tree just to kind of recapture where you're at as your vision's starting to clear. 
you take a deep breath and start to focus. On your exhale, it feels as though that someone slices your cheek as the sound of a bullet whizzes by, spins you around as barely misses because it barely hit you. Fuck. The weapon is suppressed. It would be smartest to try still to get out of here, but I'm being hunted on two fronts. And I only have to get unlucky ones, and they only have to get smart ones. And besides anything else, this... I should try to, I should try harder to get out, but god damn it, I'm so angry. He knows about me. He knows about my family. He knows about my team. If I run, this is just going to keep happening, and my people will be in the crosshairs. So this is going to end now, one way or another. I'm Tiana Hansen, and I play Rowan. I'm Seth Jones, and I play River. I'm Ben Sislowski, and I play Rooster. I'm Joseph Newman, and I play Ross. I'm Christy Bauer, and I play Reagan. I'm Dan Voshkevich, the Handler. Our story is based on the role-playing game Delta Green by Arc Dream Publishing. Delta Green is created by Dennis Detweiler, Adam Scott Glancy, and John Scott Tynes. Season 6 is based on two stories. The first is Reverberations by Shane Ivey, and the other is an original story by me, Dan Voshkevich. If you like our story, there are a few ways you can support us. First, you can check out our Patreon page, www.patreon.com slash theredactedreports. Patrons of our podcast will receive early access to episodes, Rowan's written reports for each story, as well as other goodies and opportunities exclusive to our patrons. We offer special thanks to our $20 and up patrons, Stephen Schwartz, Tom Padula, M.S. Asnikar, Heather Ney, Jen Obertaz, Jake Blair, Bomb Clancy, Kit Thompson, Danny, Lady Bedivere, Shrek Manning, Red Dead Coquette, Blardimus, Ginger Fury, Dr. Christian Lehman, Kate D.B., Mickey Maki, Robbie Nowell, Naya Fenris, J. Matthews 85, O. Mateo, Flynn Gallagher, Phoenix Team Handler Dennis, Knitting Daddy Greg, Multicam Yeti, Scott Miller, and Rogue. If you can't support us directly, that's okay. Please support us by telling people about us. Leave a review wherever you get your podcast and follow us on all the usual social media sites. Also, check out our website, www.theredactedreportspodcast.com. All of our handouts are archived there, and if you have any questions, comments, or concerns, you can reach out to Agent Harker through the contact form there. The Redactor Reports is edited and produced by Tiana Hansen and is distributed by Quest and Chaos. If you like what you hear with us, give Quest and Chaos YouTube and Twitch channels a visit. They play Dungeons & Dragons and Call of Cthulhu on a weekly basis. Additional undercurrent music, Rowan Rising, was composed and orchestrated by Alan Strickland. You could find him at alanstrickland.net. That's Alan, A-L-L-E-N, for his classical compositions. Join us next week. Our own reality bends and shifts, molding the facades we carry daily into grotesque visions we can barely imagine. Echoes of the Monarch will take us beyond this industrial hellscape to a verdant valley filled with creeping horrors. The Grand Ball making ghouls of us all. <laughs>